Can you create darkness? Does anyone here for work go and make nothingness, make darkness? Even the slightest flicker of light destroys the dark. We hear in the reading of today's gospel, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, if your eye is right, your whole body will be full of light. Light and darkness cannot exist together. I think it's safe to say that for most Orthodox Christians, their favorite or at least most impactful service is our resurrection service where we gather late at night and the church is dark and we slowly, after the priest announces, come receive the light from the unwaning light from Christ our God, that very quickly the dark church that we might not be able to see the icons or maybe see where the books are or where we might have put down something, quickly becomes illumined with the candles that are held by all of us, the faithful. This is what today's gospel is talking about, about serving the impossibility of serving two things, the impossibility of darkness and light existing together. We cannot serve God and Maman or wealthly possessions of this earth. So what does that mean? I want to reiterate again this first line. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. This is something that is so very easy to relate because so often when we teach our young people and we, re re we reiterate it so often that how we use all of our senses when we worship as Orthodox Christians. We taste the Holy Communion, we touch the icons through kissing them and carrying them. We hear the beautiful hymns of our church. We smell the incense and we see the physical church building. We see the beautiful icons that adorn our church. We see the vestments, we see the incense physically rising up as our prayers to heaven. By filling our eye with these things, our sight of to focus on this one sense today is how things enter into our soul. It's how we begin to take care of our life and our salvation. Beautifully in the Orthodox Church, we have preserved this tradition of iconography. We don't, I know it's in common in our society here in America, but traditionally pews didn't exist. Also, for many, many years, people were not literate. The first Bible was officially printed in mass form and sent out with the invent invention of the printing press in the 1500s. And so it was through iconography that people would be able to look and see and learn about the Nativity of Christ, about the Annunciation, about these events. There's a story of a priest who was in a parish assembly and they were voting on whether to install iconography in the church. And somebody in the, parish, in the parish who did not want iconography stood up and very angrily said to the priest, but father, if you install iconography, no one's gonna look at you during church. And he said, good, look at the icons. We're called to focus on Christ. We have an icon screen not meant to divide us, but to bring us closer into Christ. We are called to not focus on 
Father Mark, no offense, Father Mark. We're called to focus on Christ. We see St. John pointing to him, saying, prepare the way for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We see the Virgin Mary holding the Christ child, directing us to her son and our God. It is through the icons that truly, I believe, is one of the first things, this beautiful element that we have in our church that creates something different in our soul, that creates a change. The last time I was here at Holy Trinity was before the icons were installed. And so the first thing I did this morning, I made sure to arrive a little bit early because I want to take a second to enjoy and to appreciate the hard work and dedication that this parish has done to teach, to preach, to understand the life of Christ, to see the saints, both modern and ancient, who are included on the walls as well as our guides and our protectors. It is through this, it is through this beautiful approach that we take in Orthodoxy that our, our eyes are the lamps of our bodies. It is through our eyes that the goodness of God's mercy enters into our souls. Even if you were to be in here, say it was the festival and you were to visit, and maybe there wasn't a service going on, but you can look and see these things, you learn about the life of Christ. And I'm still appreciating it as I look around because it is so beautiful to be able to have these things before us. All of our other senses are important too. We use everything, especially our taste, in receiving the body and blood of Christ into ourselves. But to see the scriptures, to see written around us the glorious resurrection of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, to see his love for us and how he spread his, himself out on the cross, because God sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And to see the glorious resurrection and the destruction of Hades should enlighten us a little bit more. We hear these stories. We hear the scriptures. And every week we have been prescribed a different gospel lesson to teach us and to help and guide us on our journey but every week to look and to maybe reflect or to catch something new in the iconography is such a beautiful way for our eyes to enlighten our soul. Because darkness cannot exist with the light. It is through God's light that it illumines the world. In the pre-sanctified liturgy, the priest comes out in this time that it is quiet in a service that is brief and that is done so that we can receive the Eucharist more than once a week. The Christ comes out with a candle and says, the light of Christ illumines all. The light of Christ, the unwaning light that we are called to come and receive, not just on the Feast of Feasts, not just on Holy and Great Pascha, but that same light that we light the candle with when we come into church in the morning. With that same light we take and light our candle and offer our prayer offering ourselves, committing ourselves to Christ our God. This light is so important. We have light in our world. We have 
we have light, excuse me, in our church. We have the iconography that we can see and we can enjoy during our services or whenever we stop by our Holy Trinity Greek Orthodox Church. However, darkness does exist. Our world is a dark world. And it is so important to see the light of Christ in one another. To see that we are made in the image and likeness of God in our daily society. It's always fun to share another big day when we talk about iconography is on the triumph of orthodoxy, the first Sunday of Great Lent, when we bring the icons back into the church and it always happens, but somebody eventually drops their icon. And when we have marble like we do, it makes quite a bit of noise. But we pick up the icon and we kiss it and we keep going on because we show respect, not for the wood, but for the prototype. We show respect to Christ our God. What if we showed that same respect to one another? It is even the slightest glimpse of light that destroys darkness. With so many tragedies in the world, it's so easy to get bogged down by the difficulties, by the hatred, by the dark, by the, these horrible things that exist. But to look for the light, to look for those who are helping one another in these dark times, that is the light that destroys darkness. That is the light that we need in our lives that we see in one another and that hopefully enlightens that spark within ourselves. It is the light of Christ that illumines all. And we do this again by just a very few things. We hear of a few things in our toolkit of how we can grow as Orthodox Christians through participating in the sacramental life of the church by receiving Holy Communion, which we have prepared in our celebrating today. Two, we have done so by already being baptized or being chrismated. Through our marriages is another part of being initiated into the life of the church and being welcomed as one into the life of the church. But by participating in holy unction in the sacrament of holy confession, we are called and we grow even so more closer to Christ our God and letting this light into our lives. And we are called through prayer, both communal as we are doing today, praying together the divine liturgy of St. John Chrysostom but also by personal prayer, by the prayer that we say at home, whether it's together as a family or individually as we go to sleep or we wake up, our personal prayer is also so important in growing our spirituality, in letting this light come into our souls. Through prayer, through fasting, through almsgiving, through the sacramental life of our church, we participate, we open our eyes so that our, our eyes can truly be illumined. It is through these beautiful things, through seeing the iconography, by seeing the divine liturgy, by doing all of this together, that the light of Christ illumines each of us. That the light of Christ destroys the darkness. It destroys sin. It destroys Hades and destroys death because we have been united with Christ in a resurrection like his. So I pray to you, my beloved brothers and sisters, open your eyes. Let the light shine in. Let the light that we have from the uncreated light that is Christ our God 
Fill your life, fill your heart, fill your soul so that going outside of this church, you may be that light for someone else. That you might be that single candle that extinguishes the darkness. Amen.